Check the mic and make sure it sound right, boys. Hey, I'm Aaron. Hey, I'm John. And this is Pastors and Pizza. I'm Josh, and this is Pastors and Pizza. A podcast where three very unqualified three pastors. Very unqualified pastors consume some of the best, best and worst and worst pizzas Western Washington has to offer. Washington has to offer. While trying to make sense of our faith, figure out how it connects. How it connects to the world around us. We believe the best conversations happen over food. So pull up a chair, grab a slice, pour a cold one, and come along with us. Wherever it is we are going. Wherever it is we're going. All right, so another episode of Pastors and We're Pizza. back. It's it's been a little while. We promised you guys that the three of you that care that uh, we are actually uh, trying to do these on a more regular basis. It's been probably a month and a half since our last episode dropped. It has. And today we are at Coconut Kenny's. Coconut Kenny's. What is what is coconut kenny's i want to first of all give a shout out to a dear friend of mine kenny who's from curacao and he likes coconuts so does he own coconut kenny's no no he doesn't uh, i love you kenny can't wait to see you again uh coconut kenny's is a pacific northwest establishment up in the northwest corner of the state of Washington. So here's the thing. It's coconut, which is really kind of a Polynesian kind of a feel. I've never been to them. You have. What's the draw to Coconut Kenny's for you? Well, so this is my, yeah, this is my third appearance at a Coconut Kenny's. <laughs> We're appearing. I, I, I mean, it's not like a paid appearance. So they, they didn't bring me in. We probably um, should have told them we are doing a much listened to podcast. Much li- it, it, there's individuals that listen, so <laughs> that was good. Um, Ten but, of individuals. But no, this is my, my third time at a Coconut Kenny's. First time was in, in Bellingham, which is kind of where they originated. Yeah. Um, was there a few years ago. And then I was at this particular Coconut Kenny's just a few months ago. Which is we're, in Marysville, by the way. in Marysville, so it's our second straight journey north. Uh, we went district brewing last time in Mount yeah, Vernon, yeah. and uh, we're now at Coconut Kenny's in Marysville, which is the southernmost <laughs> establishment of Coconut Kenny's. Which, by the way, is not very far south if you're from Sultan and Monroe. Right. It's north of Actually, Monroe, north, but it's yeah. south of their other locations. Yeah. And it is on the way, however, to where we are headed this week for a little pastoral planning retreat that we're doing in the next about couple that. days. So hey, by the cool. way, you guys, your pastors... All three of them love Jesus and they love each other. Sometimes we have to endure each other because that's just real life. But I love hanging out with John. I love hanging out with Zach. They are two of my best friends in this whole planet. And that is a gift from God. And so thank God for that if you love Crosswater. All right. So today we got two different seven-inch pizzas. So we're, we're kind of taking it a little bit easy today. Just, you know... Getting, getting, uh, you know, the light, light lunch here. What did we get for, for pizzas today? Well, I'm going to go ahead and tell you about mine. It's either pake or cake. It's a zesty Polynesian sauce, chicken, pineapple, red and green onions, tomatoes, and crispy bacon. And I'm going to tell you right now, 
It's the best Pocky pizza I've ever had. And the only one. But mm, it's really yeah. good. The crispy bacon and the crispy, like, cheese on the outside. You guys know I love cheese. This thing is really, really good. And at the end of the day, I'm going to tell you right now, we're going to share, but I'd be all right if John never touched this pizza. Uh-oh. Getting violent here. I mean, and violence so, is strong. What would you get, bro? So I got the Tiki Tan. Uh, I've been going back and forth on the pronunciation on that. We, we were told by the, the employees here that it's Tiki Tan. I kept wanting to, to French it up, Tiki Tan. <laughs> Uh, but it's got a creamy sriracha base, pepperoni, feta, cilantro, red onion, tomatoes, and also is topped with some cheddar cheese. Mm. So it, it is also good. Um, normally, I would I would just go with the, the meat pizza. They got a lot of different variety, a lot of specialty pizzas. You have strayed from the meat on this. Yeah, I mean, I've tried to branch out on this this podcast, not just do my traditional thing, trying to do some, some different things. So I know people may have different tastes than I do. So trying to get out there and branch, uh, you know, do, do different things. Um, one of the cool things about Coconut Kenny's is that they've got a special every single day. Mm. And we actually did not take advantage of any of those specials today uh, because we wanted to try some of their signature pizzas rather than, than maybe make our own or get what their special was. But cool place, lots of specials. It's got kind of the, the beach tiki hut kind of a vibe. So it's kind of, kind of a fun spot. Makes, makes you, if you don't look out the windows, makes you maybe think it's, it's a warm 75 with a gentle breeze instead of, <laughs> instead of 45 with some gusting going on. And some rain. It is really, to use a word that I've heard recently, it's very beachy here. Beachy. And, and so, John, I've noticed about this pizza that it's not quite a deep dish. And it's maybe a little closer to Detroit style. But it it's good. The, the crust is outstanding. And the cheese and the crispiness of it is wonderful. It's a, it's a pan pizza, so it's round. But it's still got all that crisp, which I love. You know, all three of our listeners, you know I love crispy yeah, cheese. If you've, if you've been listening to any of our episodes, you know that Aaron likes that, that crispy cheese. And it does have it all the way around the, the outside of the crust there. Um, it's got the the main kind of base of the, the pizza is a nice, just kind of a fluffy mm-hmm. crust. It's very soft. Uh, the, toppings are, the toppings are good. Um, I have never really had this kind of a combination with the, with the feta, with the cilantro, with you know, and so this is a pretty good, pretty good pizza. How how do you we we've kind of gotten away from the specific mm-hmm. ratings as to not bore our you know our listeners. But how would how would you feel? How do you feel this stacks up with the other pizzas we've had? Very good. It's a great combination of flavors. I mean, for me, I've got bacon and chicken on there. I love that combo. This got some tomatoes, and they're fairly fresh. I mean, they're cooked, but they're really really good. You guys, this is a good place to go and hang out with your fam, maybe on a date with your significant other. And there's lots and lots of options, but this is really good. How about for you? You said the thing about the sriracha. So what is that like? Um, I'm going to be honest. I'm not really noticing the sriracha so much. Um, doesn't doesn't taste all that different from a sauce standpoint. Was that disappointing? Or? Um, it's a little bit disappointing because I w- was kind of hoping for a little bit of the kick, but mm-hmm. I think just the other the other toppings are kind of drowning it out a little bit, so you don't really notice it. 
I mean, if, if, if I didn't know it was on there, I probably wouldn't have even realized. Same for the zesty Polynesian sauce, by the way. I don't know that I've ever had zesty Polynesian sauce. I don't taste anything zesty. Yeah, which, I mean, isn't really a knock on the sauce so much as it mm. is just the flavor of the, the pizza in general. Right. There's so many things going which on. I I'll have to say, I like the flavor of it overall, so I don't like, oh, what's wrong with the zesty Polynesian sauce? Yeah, so. yeah. And then uh, we do also have some some beverages going on here. What did, what did you decide to drink today? Well, one of my favorites, and they have it on tap, which is super exciting, is Irish Death out of Iron Horse Brewery in Ellensburg. So keeping it kind of local, at least in the States. Washington, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And it's outstanding. How about you? What are you drinking? Uh, so I've got a pale ale from Barley Brewing, which mm. I'm going to just admit I've never heard of before. So... No idea where they're from, um, but I mean, I suppose we can look that up at some point. But it's I mean, it's good. It's a good beer. It's a good light light thing to have with with lunch. So absolutely, yeah. I think the light is wonderful. And and again, you guys, whatever it is that you like to eat or drink, I want to remind you to take time to hang out with people. I talked to you guys about this a little bit on a, a live it out, but be hospitable. Take some time to host people. Take some time to bless people and food in the Bible and drink, not to excess if it's alcohol for sure, but food and drink is a gift from God. And I want to encourage you to remember to take time and to be smart with your money so you can actually have time to go out with people. So Yeah, that's and that's, I mean, that's one of the reasons we're doing the podcast this way, right? Because we, we think that hanging out with people is is fun it's, it's community it's, it's that's from god we believe that god created us for community Amen. and we believe that, that good conversations happen uh when you're when you're just hanging out eating together mm -hmm. and so um while we we use the whole pastors and pizza alliteration kind of kind of a vibe there it, it really is just this is something that that we wanted to be kind of just like a normal life kind of a thing right we we get yep. together. Yep. We like to hang out with one another. We're having some food and we're having some, some conversation. That's right. And so while we do talk about the pizza, that's obviously not the main focus of, of this podcast. Nope. And so if you're if you are looking for uh, the heavy critique of, of the pizza and the ratings and so you can know where to get the best pizza. Uh, I mean, this might be a little bit helpful for you, but you're probably mm -hmm. a little bit disappointed. Um, but that said, I will say that the Coconut Kennys probably ranks near the top of, of where it we've does. been so far for sure um uh, we've still we've going some, district brewing i can't lie yeah, district brewing is really really good we really liked uh gino's yep. um uh, yeah. uh, but this is this is probably in the top two or three for me from where where we've gone to so far me too absolutely all right well that's yeah that's it for uh for our pizza discussion we know some of you want more pizza discussion and some of you want a whole lot less so we're trying to hit that the happy medium but uh, hopefully you guys can make it out to, to Coconut Kenny's. And if you've got a pizza recommendation for us, a place that you want us to, to hit up, uh, we'd love to hear. I mean, obviously it can't be super far away unless you also want to fund the trip. So, um, which we're open to that as well. But uh, we'd love we'll to hear. not be opposed. We'd love to hear your thoughts on, on where we should hit next. So let us let us know in the comments or, or shoot us a message and, and we'll hopefully try that out. Bon appetit.
gnarly. Never bored. Aaron, it's it's good to be hanging out with yeah, you, bro. having some Love pizza it. today. Uh, we we're missing Josh, but yeah. uh, we're hoping to make continue this as a regular occurrence, and we're hoping to obviously bring topics and discussion that is helpful for people, encouraging for people. For and, sure. And so, um, what what I guess has just been happening? It's been a little while since we've had our yeah. last episode. What's what's been going on? What have you been? Gosh. How have you been interacting with with books or movies or yeah. what's been standing out to you here in the last month or so all kinds of stuff so first of all this transition and not having josh around has been challenging difficult really really been blessed by the guys that have stepped up to help out nate and chris and zach and so i'm super thankful that the body of christ is so much bigger than what we could think of and so i've been humbled by that grateful for that and missing josh like i said but not like woe is us like good for him and all that but one of the things that i started doing with my youngest kids and for those who aren't aware i have 11 children and the two youngest are 12 and 11. and so i've been reading through series of books with them and so we started with the chronicles of narnia and now we've moved into this thing called the cooper kids and it's by uh author called frank caretti some of you might understand or remember him from this present darkness and piercing the darkness and all that um but it's kind of this mystery and these this family is kind of like indiana jones but they're christian family the dad is an archaeologist the mom has passed away um, and the kids are 13 and 14. And it's just been pretty interesting. And I've loved it. But what it really has allowed me to do is to have not only time with my two youngest, but conversation. And we talk about lots of topics that come up in that. And that's what I love about media, what I love about books, which technically is considered a medium. Um, I love being able to talk about those things. And so one of the things that we watch is almost any series that comes out on Disney, you know, we'll, we'll go back. So we got into She-Hulk and we don't love it, but we it's love it. It's a bit of a weird, weird show. Not it is. I've seen a few of the episodes. It's, it's kind of, I mean, there's some funny parts and some decent yeah. parts, but it's kind of odd overall. And it can be foul. And so we've talked a lot about sexual purity, immorality, how God wants to protect us. Um, you know, I mean, we're talking about superheroes that have superhuman strength and it's all just weird. And But um, it spurs on some conversations. So how about you, man? What have you been listening to, reading, watching? What's What's been standing out uh, for you? Well, you know, as we're sitting here recording this, it's it's the end of October, near the end of October. And our Mariners just got eliminated from the playoffs, Ooh. you know, somewhat recently. Yeah. And so I've been I've been watching a lot of baseball over the last month or so. Yeah. Uh, so the Mariners made the playoffs for the first time in gajillion years and won a series and then played the dreaded Astros and, and it got bounced. Gosh, but, I took some personal time off to watch those games. Thanks, Major League Baseball, for having the games midday. Yeah. Week. How how annoying. You got you finally make the playoffs and you got to take work off or school off or whatever just to be able to watch the games. It's kind of silly. But I've been watching a lot of, a lot of baseball. Uh my wife and I had an opportunity to go to Arizona. Oh, sweet. Um uh, for for almost a week, 5 days. 
um, visit our daughter down at school, and so we mm. that was fun, and it was relaxing little, for you. A it was bit? it was relaxing. We didn't have necessarily a lot of pool time, um, partly because of the aforementioned Mariners. We had to make sure that we were in places where we could could watch the games, yeah. uh, which I was, honestly it felt a little bit weird because I was like, yeah, I want to watch the Mariners, but we're on vacation in Arizona. I feel stupid sitting inside for three hours watching the baseball game but <laughs> would you need the ac was it warm enough for ac yeah it was like 90 ish okay. right. uh i think pretty much the whole time we were there so mm. uh it was it was definitely warm but uh it was it was good though we had we had a good time got to see nice. her, got to see our daughter got to see our, our nephews and our niece and um just hang oh, out and have cool. some fun and and so that was that was good Love uh, that. It was good, good time but uh yeah, so lots of baseball. Um, one thing that I guess recently that's maybe stood out. So, so my son's girlfriend Macy yeah. has now lived in the the area for, gosh, a month and a half, almost two months now. Where did she come from again? So she's moved here from Missouri. Cool. End of end of August, beginning of September, and so we get to hang out with with them quite a bit. And the other night, uh, my son JD was out playing flag football in the. The championship uh, for the league that he was in. And what they, did he win? They lost. Oh. They lost. But yeah. the other team was kind of stacked and got some ringers in there. But different story, sometimes. different time. But anyway, yeah. uh, so we decided we wanted to watch a movie with with Macy and yeah. uh, my wife decided. Yeah. Oh, thank you. Thank you so very much. Yeah. Well, they kind of look similar. So we we just got our pizzas too. So that's so that's good. Um, anyway, so we we decided to watch a movie. My wife loves musicals. Mm. Macy c- claims that she's never really she's never been to a musical, and so my wife really wants to take her to see Les Mis. And so, oh, wow. as a precursor to taking her to Les Mis, we watched the most recent version of Les Mis, which was ninety eight percent singing in the entire movie like, like all their the dialogue, dialogue. All the... there's a couple of spoken things but mostly it's singing so we watched that and while i don't like musicals the story of lame is is just amazing it's I mean, so just powerful the, the grace the redemption the, absolutely all that um is is powerful and just a, a really really cool thing so, i love it too yeah. i really do so i recommend i mean even if you don't like musicals i mean I would maybe recommend the the older version with Liam Neeson mm-hmm. as Jean Valjean because um, there's no singing in that one. I took I took a little bit of French, so I mean I, I'm basically native French speaker. <laughs> you sound super like you're from Quebec. What? I sound like an American speaking French, but whatever. Jean Valjean. But I would recommend the the earlier version that is not a musical. I too would but, jump on that. Bandwagon. I mean the the musical one. I will admit wasn't as bad as I like to portray it to be. It really wasn't. But and even Russell Crowe, which is just the idea of Russell Crowe singing is just odd to me, being a fan of his movie Gladiator. Mm. Um, he actually did an okay job. And there's parts where I thought he out sang Hugh Jackman, who actually is like, like he does that like normally. That is crazy. So He actually has got a great voice. Yeah. So, yeah. Good job. So I bet you guys did not expect a discussion about musicals on Pastors and Pizza. Especially with John. I mean, I mean I, Aaron loves his musicals. I do. I, I'm not as big of a fan. I don't love all of them, but I like a lot of them. Cool. All right. So we're we're going to hit up a, a topic here um, next that I think has, has come up through some of what we've been reading and experiencing mm. in our current sermon series. Uh, we've been talking about First Peter. Mm-hmm. And we call it prepared for action, but we've got kind of these three, these three 
theme words or subtitle, however you want to, whatever you want to call it, humble, yeah. honorable, and holy. Yes, sir. And so we're seeing throughout the book of First Peter all of those things. But we today are. we want to talk about humility, being humble. And so yes. we'll, we'll be back right after this with a discussion on humility. Up. We ain't trying to be famous People don't get it, they don't know just what the aim is Dangerous, what you gonna say to some men who been changed Who know that the die is their game Alright, well we're, we're back and uh, like we talked about before we, We've been doing this series on First Peter mm -hmm. And reading through there It's pretty pretty quick to, to see that uh, that there's a, there's a lot that... Uh, the, audience he was writing to directly was facing but a lot that we as christians sure. are going to be facing or currently facing and how do we respond to those things mm. and i i first started kind of really digging into first peter a couple of years ago when covid was just really huge and we had all these these disagreements and these arguments and all this stuff going yeah. on and I, yeah. I really just wanted to dig into to first peter because i think it gave us a very good perspective on how Absolutely. How we should respond as Christians to to divisiveness, to persecution, to mm. suffering, to all of, all of these things that he talks about. How do how do we respond? And one of those responses we we talked about, we kind of introduced a minute ago, was humility. Right. So what what has maybe stood out? You you've been doing the bulk of the teaching on the series yeah. and and the the preparation for that. And so so how has that maybe stood out to to you as you've been doing this over those last several weeks? Oh gosh. Thank you for, first of all, recognizing something that I think some people have tried to avoid. And that's when difficulties happen, like what we've seen with COVID and the divisiveness of our supercharged political climate. Gosh, man, humility. God has called us to humility, especially in those times. And so, like you, I had done a deeper dive into First Peter and Romans a little bit. The last part of Romans, for sure, 13 and 14 but 12 kicks it out too but humility has been long a real strong reminder to me about jesus like he humbled himself you know philippians talks about that but peter was i guess i don't want to say gregarious but peter himself wasn't exactly the most humble and he stepped in just about every pile he could and yet humility just kept coming to him and so where we see Peter as Jesus has come on the scene and when Jesus called him to where we see Peter in the book of First Peter, this is a great reminder of maturation and becoming more like Jesus, more like your Savior. And if humility was good enough for Jesus, it's good enough for us. So I noticed that. And so you and I are talking about this. And I thought, man, let's talk about humility. Let's talk about being, to, to use something from the book of John, John 3.30, John the baptizer says, he, Jesus, must increase, I must decrease. I've always considered that to be maybe the prime example of humility outside of Jesus, is that it's less of us and more of him. And yeah, and that's, and that, I mean, super counter to <laughs> who we are as, exactly. as sinful people, right? Exactly. Who, are, who our society says we're supposed to be, like, you know, I, I've had so many times in my, my career and just different places in life where it's like, hey, you got to look out for number one. You know, no one else is going to take take care of you. Yep. You got to do yep. it. 
and that's obviously very contrary to what you just talked about in, in John three. Right. Um, just totally countercultural. It is. It is. And the idea is, biblically, all but one spot where you talk about humility. All but one spot says basically you clothe yourself with humility. You choose humility. In Second Corinthians twelve twenty one, I think it is. You've got. Paul saying, look, I'm afraid God is going to humble me. Ultimately, John, God gets to do what he wants. And he is going to humble everybody when he comes back. But today, us as Christians, we get to choose humility. Where it isn't, I suck. I'm terrible. I'm lame. I'm so terrible. It's actually not thinking about yourself much at all. And that's hard when you feel like your rights are being traipsed over. And there comes a point, and this is where First Peter kind of steps up into that. Like, we need to stand up for what's good and what's right. And that might mean, like, hey, look, you're hurting people. What about the maligned people? What about me? I have rights. I have a constitution that, you know, has been in this country since way before we were here. But for us, John, and you and I have talked about this quite a bit, Josh and Zach and the elders and all that. The Constitution isn't our standard, right? Jesus is, right? And so, what did he have to say about humility? A ton. And just a little invitation for all of you listeners. We're going to talk about what Jesus taught and what he's all about from here on out. Oh, bro, it's good. Thank you so much, man. It's so good. Bless you, man. Yeah. What, and so it's I mean it's just a it's a it's a topic that a lot of people don't want to to really pursue. But I think it, at the root of it, like if you look at at a lot of your arguments, a lot of not you, Aaron, but just people but in general, right? Count it. Um, but if you look at at, at, this, at disagreements, arguments, frustrations, fights, all of, all of these things, quarrels, it says in scriptures, why do you quarrel? Because you don't get what you want. That's right. right? James told us and that. And so for real. So it's really at the root of so many of our difficulties, so many of our problems is the lack of being humble, yeah. right? We want, our, we want our rights. We want what we've earned. We want all of these, these things provided for us. For real. Um, and, and so by refusing humility, mm-hmm. we're actually causing a lot of these, these pain points that are in our lives, totally. right? Um, because we're we're trying to grasp and we're trying to fight for these things rather than mm, that's good, consider man. others uh, ahead of ourselves. And, yeah, you know, I, I see this a lot in my own marriage relationship and my parenting relationship. Is I want to I want to be right. I want to have the authority. Right. I want to say how it's going to be. I want to get, get want what to be I heard, want. All yeah. those things, right. and and that leads to fights, right? And and so it's really when we're being humble. Mm that we're able to have hard conversations. It's when we're being humble that we're able to see see others as, as Christ sees them, right? And and maybe avoid some of those pain points that we're yes. talking about. And so Or so, have them be redeemed, right? Yeah. So I mean, so what is you mentioned I think this is a good a good thing to talk about. You mentioned clothing yourself with humility mm-hmm. and you mentioned God humbling you. So maybe go into yeah. that a little bit more. Well, one of the things that you and I have talked about is what humbles us. And I would say a lot of what humbles us is that which we can't control, that which we can't direct. 
So, I mean, we can be humbled by the weather, we can be humbled by circumstances, but we're humbled by God if we recognize, as we do as Christ ones, right, that God is God and we're not. So we're humbled. And so marriage, parenting, like you mentioned, ministry for sure, any jobs, you know, my friend just texted me today talking about just how challenging it is. There's tech problems and all that kind of stuff. Humility is all around us, but we've got to choose to clothe ourselves in it. Like I'm going to choose. So what is this pain point? Where can it draw me to the Lord? Where can I make much of him? Where can I be like him? And his spirit is all about that. That's the sanctification process. And bro, I'll tell you, you and I, we look at things in different ways. And we could just fight all day if we wanted or argue all day. Or we could do what we've done by the grace of God and try to learn from each other. Try to have perspective. There may come a point at the end of all of our discussion that you still think what you think and I still think what I think. And we can be one in Christ and think a little bit differently on things. Yeah. But learning from each other, right? That, that posture of humility is good. A life of humility is better. And what that looks like, right, is daily taking up our cross, as Jesus says in Luke, denying ourselves and following him. That's humility. Death is humility. It's like, mm -hmm. no, I, we, we cling to it. I've been around a number of people who have been in the process of dying. And some welcome it. Some fight it. And it's in all of us to probably fight it a little bit. But this death to ourselves is like, I'm not the king. Right? I just I want his kingdom. And I know you do too. I know that a ton of our listeners do. And Christ followers want Jesus' kingdom. That sounds really good on a Sunday or when you're like sitting at home, having some coffee or some tea and just having a quiet time. But what's it like when you're at work? What's it like when you're in an argument with your spouse? Or what's it like when your kids have gone astray or you've been a chump to your kids? Humility is repentance. Humility is I was wrong. Mm -hmm. First to God and then to each other. We were just talking about the prodigal son. His speech that he rehearsed to his father, I sinned against heaven and before you. He started to understand from humility. And humility tends to come to us in really difficult times. Right. Well, you, you brought up something a minute ago. Um, you, you talked about learning, right? Mm, and this right. The, the nature of learning, exactly. you have to be humble, right? Like if you think you know everything, Ooh. you're not going to yeah, learn. Smartest person in the yeah, room. If you, if you, yeah. If, 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 if you're with someone and they can't yeah. teach you anything, yep. then then there's no point in trying to learn from them, right? And that's that's sure. a lack of humility. So in sure. order to learn, whether you're intentionally trying to learn or you're in school or whatever, yeah. if you're intentionally trying to learn, you have to. There has to be some admission that you don't know all of what they're trying to teach you. That's humility, right? You have to nice. admit. Yeah, absolutely. Right? I like that. And so uh, the other thing I wanted to kind of get to that you're you're kind of hitting at is what what's maybe the difference between humility or even being humbled mm -hmm. versus humiliated gosh that's so good uh i can only speak to what it is for me humility for me is like oh gosh it really isn't about me i've blown it humiliation is all about me i feel affronted i feel made fun of i feel made a fool rather than look at that as an opportunity like Gosh, I guess I don't know everything. Humiliation is like, how dare you? 
and I feel terrible. I guess humility leads to more of a repentant attitude and a learning like you're talking about. And humiliation is like defenses are up, immediately frustrated. And I've, I've said this lots of times, but anger is always a secondary emotion. There's mm. some other reason why we're angry. Right, right. It's almost always fear and pride. What about for you? I mean, I'll flip that question back to you so you can exercise some humility. <laughs> but no, seriously, what's the difference for you between humility and humiliation? No, I think what you're saying was was good. I think it it uh, it tends to be more of your attitude yeah. or your mindset, right? Because you can choose to to perceive something as humbling, as mm. in it, you know repentance, or as in admitting, "Wow, I I made a mistake. Maybe I didn't have all the answers that I thought I had," and yep. and kind of laying aside your rights or your your rightness, whatever the case Ooh, may be. Yeah. Um, so that that's humility or being humbled, right? right? And so it's maybe t an external thing that happens that it causes you to reflect or acknowledge yep. that hey, maybe you screwed that up or maybe something needs to change. Versus humiliation, nice. I think like of what you said is your your response is is how dare you? How mm. I I'm embarrassed. I you can't talk to me like that. All yeah. all of these kinds of, of of feelings, emotions yep. are more like I. I'm not weak or I'm not wrong or I'm not, I don't need to learn yep. and you're insinuating mm. that I do. And so that's more the humiliation Gosh. side. And so I like the way you delineated that or it's, it's really an attitude. It's a mindset yep. that distinguishes the two. Cause I, I don't think we think of it that way. Usually I think we, no. we normally think, you know, someone humiliated me or I humbled myself, right? Like you just said, how it's, dare you? Yeah. Right? And so, so, but really it's, it's two sides of the same coin, really. And it's, so, it, are you choosing to see it as an opportunity to learn and to grow and to repent? Or are you choosing it to see it as an attack, as some right. affront against you that has, you know, that you have to now address or Gosh. You know, figure out. That's good. And what you just brought to my attention too is like, so we talk about repentance and humility and we should. Jesus had nothing to repent for. And yet he humbled himself and became a person. And so there is a side of humility that is really Christ-like. Not just the repentance and the learning. That is for us. But maybe the Christ-like side of it is like the humility of saying, though I can lord it over somebody, though I have the authority to call out my credentials and all that. And Paul takes up that mantle a little bit like, look at all these things I could say that I am, but they're all rubbish to me. Mm. But Jesus is a better example. And so he, in Philippians 2, is a great way where it's encapsulated or a great place. He says, look. I am God, but I'm not grasping onto that. I came to lay down my life that you would have life. So think humility, though I clothe myself with humility if I choose to, and you do too, it actually helps other people. Mm -hmm. And I love that about who Jesus is. He's our greatest example. And, yeah. And so you you told me the story yesterday. I want to maybe have you go ahead and, and, and recount it uh, a little bit here. But you mentioned how... How Jesus, I mean, he's the ultimate authority, right? right? And he chose to lay down that authority yes. to set the example as a as a servant, as someone who didn't didn't grasp that authority, didn't use that authority mm. 
um, the way that we would normally want to use that, right? Instead or of, even want him to use yeah, it. But instead with he, others. he laid that down. So hit us with that the story you were telling me yesterday about how just an example of of how we as as people and even as as pastors who obviously should know should know better uh, maybe can lose sight of, of that idea remind me so the the, mem- the folks taking the membership class asking oh, just kind of the simple gosh. question right? yeah so we have some dear friends that have moved into another community and they were at a church and they've been there for a while and they've loved teaching and all of that and so they're like hey let's move on to the membership side of things there are two membership classes into it and they asked a question about hey what is we're from a church that was part of uh, you know a denomination if you will or definitely a conference of churches and so who are you guys accountable to I, I just didn't see that in that and that really frustrated the pastor and he let them know in that moment that he was only accountable to God. And it was frustrating. They talked to him afterwards, and the conversation went pretty well. And the next Sunday, the pastor is in the middle of his message, and he addresses that again with a lack of humility. He went off on, look, you shouldn't question. I'm God's anointed kind of attitude. And I only answer to God. We do answer to God first, but we answer to others as well. And so in that, bro, I was just like, and I'm in First Peter, and First Peter 5 ends with quite the admonishment to leaders to not be domineering, among other things. And so I'm like, oftentimes when we're confronted with where's your accountability and where's, you know, who do you answer to and what are you doing to model humility? And our first response is fear, pride, anger. I think we're talking about a humility issue, a lack of humility. And these are pastors. You're supposed to be the lead servant, which a lot of times we're on a stage, literally, and we're thinking, oh, my voice, my platform, all this. And this is a great opportunity to lead. Who is our king? Who is our example? Jesus. And he died. And he humbled himself even before death by becoming a human. He didn't have to. He chose to. He paid our price. And so, yeah, that, that for me is like, it was a real warning for me. I didn't, first of all, go, oh, what a chump. But I'm like, dang, man, you missed an opportunity. And I hope that that remedies, and it sounds like it might be remedying and might be using that. God is using all that opportunity to bring this man and maybe even our friends to a deeper level of humility. But you've got to be willing. And I think you're only willing if the Holy Spirit is calling you and you're willing to listen to him. Right. And I mean, and unfortunately, that's, that's, too common in not not only just in, in mm-hmm. human nature, right, yeah. but in the church, right. Yeah. Those kinds of stories are are sad. Um, we and common, the like common, you and you know, to us, it's it feels unheard of. But you know, I can, I can see it. That I mean, as a, as a human, a sinful person, right. It's it's easy to maybe see how it can get to that point. And so I think it's very important for us. I and mean, we've got each other for, for accountability. We've got a board of elders. We've got a denomination that we belong to. Wives. Right, we've got, we've got our wives. Uh, we've got our kids that we're certainly willing to point out when we're being chumps. Um, so give them a lot of opportunities. So I mean, it's so important to have those people around you, not again, not to humiliate you, 
but to help you help with accountability and, and yes. you know it's a related but maybe a separate topic that we can talk about maybe another time but you need to have those people around you to help point you back Man. and i think that's kind of what we've been doing with this first peter series right it's kind totally. of pointing people back to our example right because we are we are in a d- divided culture we are in yeah. a divided world and we've talked a little bit ago about things that we've been watching or things we've been reading or whatever and unfortunately we're you know we're two weeks away as, as we record this from election day mm-hmm. and unfortunately <laughs> for uh, i think for me at least is a lot of what I've been seeing is is campaign ads, mm. right? And they're they're just attack ads. Like no no one really points out what they stand for. It is what they are against, right? My granddaughter has mockingly blamed candidates for everything because she's seen the flyers, she's heard and seen the commercials, and she's like, that spill on the floor. That's Matt Larkin's fault, you know. I mean, all these things, right? And it's just it's mock worthy. It is sad. Yeah, it, it is sad. That's that's kind of the, the thing I was was wanting to get at is that it's it's sad because you, you see these things and are, there's there's definitely tons and tons of issues, and we need to stand up for what's right, like you talked about before. And, uh, we need to we need to fight for those who can't fight for themselves, mm-hmm. and, and all of that is true. It is. But I think we as Christians have done such a poor job of modeling humility when it comes to these conversations. And I don't want to be like these political opponents who are constantly just pointing fingers and yelling about the things that the other person did wrong. And how, how do we ever see progress if we can't follow this example from first Peter, absolutely humble ourselves, allow, you know, consider others to be better than us. Listen to their side of things. Still, still stand up for what's right. Still fight for for those who can't have a voice or whatever. But don't come at it from this angle of I can't be taught anything because I have all the answers. Ooh, that hits hard, right? man. Yep. And you said that really well before. And I know you've heard me joke about this or talk about that African proverb. But there, there truly is a generation of people who consider themselves so much smarter than everybody else and they don't learn from other people i may learn what not to do for sure but like an attitude of humility right i really do think starts with the identification of recognizing jesus as god and not us and so can god do something in this can god teach us is there something in a hardship and in a challenge and even in an argument that could help me to slow down and listen. I cannot ignore God and what his word says, but I can listen to you and filter what you say, not through the filter of Aaron, but the filter of Jesus, the filter of his word, the filter of his Holy Spirit. And that's humility. Like I'm not the final authority. God is. Right. And that, I mean, that the basis of, of sin, I think is, really it's a lack of humility it's pride absolutely right? I mean, it, it, when we sin yeah. we're saying we don't believe god or we think we can do better than god right we don't trust him and that's that's pride that's a lack of humility start with lucifer move to adam yeah. and eve right yeah. and all of us after that yeah and i i've shared numerous times throughout this year this this devotional i've been doing it's called new morning mercies by paul david Tripp. So good. the daily devotional and i mean it's just this has been kicking me in the rear <laughs> over and over again. It's been so, it's been so good, but Amen. I was, it's been a while since I read this particular um, 
one, but there was um, this discussion of humility. He says um, early on in the year, he said, humility is the soil in which mercy for others grows. Come on. And that was so needed because it's so easy to think that I deserve certain things or that I'm better than certain people. And so there's, there's me and there's people underneath me. And when I humble myself and I see others as more important than, yeah. than me, yeah. it allows me to see them as God sees them, right? Ooh, and so as he, as he says, it's the soil in which mercy for others grows. So if, you, if you're finding that you're not merciful, so it's probably because you're lacking humility. Absolutely. Compassion, right? Yeah. Gosh, John, that, so here's where it hits hard. And this upcoming week at our church, we're going to finish our study in first Peter. And it just comes right off of what you're saying. Humble yourselves, therefore, under the mighty hand of God, so that at the proper time, he may exalt you. Look, we're like, oh, cool. I'm humble. Then I get lifted up. He exalts you to bring him glory and to bring others to himself. We are actually called to help others grow. I'm like, yep, I'm here for that. Yep, most of the time. Yep. Yeah, and that, and so let's let's maybe finish finish with this. That ties in perfectly with this other quote from from New Morning Mercies that I saw from Paul David Tripp. He says, "I am still tempted to assess the good of a day by whether it pleased me." versus whether I pleased God oh, and was loving toward others. Mm. And so I think as we as we end this discussion today, this, this podcast episode today, I want to maybe encourage you, you all, how, how do you Amen. determine whether a day was good or bad? Is it, is it based off of what, what you got from it? Is it based on how you felt it went, how you were um, praised or how you succeeded or were rewarded? Or was it based off of how you pleased God and how you treated others? Oh. And so, I mean, we this isn't live it out. We've got a separate video for, for that. But, <laughs> oh, it's living it out right here, But maybe bro. The, the application, maybe the oh. live it out is, is maybe change how you see a successful day. Like, what is I a good that. day? A good day is being honorable, humble, holy from our First Peter series, right? And pleasing God, loving others. Right. And so, gosh, that's uh, good, bro. Thank yeah, you as, for as that. As we close this, this today, I just, I kind of want to encourage you guys to, to look um, for opportunities to humble yourself yeah. because humility will come whether you like it or not. Indeed. So it's better to choose it. Yourself, Every knee right? will bow and every tongue yeah. will confess. Yeah. So we appreciate you guys listening. Hopefully, this is a, a value to you guys. It's working um, me right now. I can let, tell you let that. us know your thoughts. If there's other topics you want us to, to address, we'd, we'd love to hear your feedback. So Amen. thanks for joining us, and we'll, we'll catch you next time on Pastors and Pizza. See you later. This has been Pastors and Pizza, a production of Crosswater Community Church in Sultan, Washington. Check us out online at crosswaterchurch.org. We meet every Sunday morning at 9 and 1045 on the corner of 3rd and Birch in Sultan. Thanks for listening. Be sure to leave us that five-star review, and we hope to see you soon. Bye. Adios.